You can dance over there. And uh, yeah, there you go. So <laughs> I love this. I've been wanting to do this so in such a long time. All I want for Christmas. Probably you heard that song. Uh, a worship leader sing it, Mariah Carey. <laughs> she brought, brought this song in 1994. Uh, it's been for uh, more than 25 years in playing. And it's one of the most popular songs of all time. Uh, it, it, it's been in the 100 uh, most playing song. And, and probably you're going to hear this song in the next month all the time, not just here at church, but also probably in the radio when you're driving, when you're watching a movie, um, uh, I don't know, in, 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 the, in the news. They play this song all the time. And, and when I was listening to this song and kind of um, praying about what should I preach for Advent and Christmas season, um, I heard this song on the radio, All I Want for Christmas. And I'm thinking, I cannot believe they're playing this song already in the radio. And then the question came, what do I really want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? A gift. <laughs> exactly. And, and the thing is, we all have a list in our mind and our, what we want. Actually, we ask our kids, um, what do you want for Christmas? And basically, the whole idea of Christmas has become something that to consume. I want uh, an Xbox, I got a PlayStation, maybe you just want an uh, Instant Pod, or you want an air fryer, maybe you want a, a new truck, maybe you want uh, new tools, maybe you want wh whatever it is. We all have something that we want for Christmas. And actually, our society have uh, pushed us to, to think on December of material stuff that we want. And I don't know how it works in your family when it comes to Christmas, but some of you um, have a list, and, and they do gift exchange, and, and you kind of say to people, this is what I want. Now, it's fair enough for me to say, it's early enough for you to do your shopping list. <laughs> Don't wait for Saturday the 24th. Been there, done that. And this is stressful. But it's, we're going to make this part of our church announcements. <laughs> so you can get ready for Christmas. What do you want for Christmas? What do I really want for Christmas? And... I can hear the voice of Mariah Carey saying, all I want for Christmas is you. But I want to take that you away. And I say, God, what really I want for Christmas today is strength. Today, what, that's what I really want. And actually, I'm supposed to start the Advent today. And as I was praying this week, we were praying on Wednesday. And, um, and this is the word that came to me. And I said, okay, God, I'm going to change it. And i uh, supposed to talk about love. But I feel God is really pushing me into this idea to, I really want strength. And as I was praying for strength. I was praying that God will come and give us that what I need. Now, 
Nobody told Mary and Joseph that having a child, not just any child, but the son of our Father, our Creator, the Son of God, it would be so difficult. We, we hear the story many times, and the story goes that an angel came to Mary and told, him, told her, you're gonna have a baby. Until then, all good. And normally, we can make a sermon in this idea of uh, when God promises you something, he's going to fulfill it. And we can praise God and say amen. But the process to that fulfillment and the process for that to happen, nobody tells us that it can be very difficult and it can come with many struggles. And for Mary, it was difficult for a teenager to say, I'm pregnant, and, and go to uh, Joseph. They're still not married. And that would mean if they find out they want to throw stones uh, to her, she will die. And uh, so they go, they tell everyone, angel come, affirm Joseph, and then start the journey. I have five kids. And we've been through uh, seven pregnancies. And each one of them, uh, each one of them, I can tell you, we get excited when we find out we're expecting. Uh, we have a doula here in the house, so she can tell you more about it too. Um, because our church is growing organically, it's good to know that we have a doula <laughs> at church. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, I, I, I'm not going to go there. And, uh, um, but we know in pregnancy, uh, ladies, that you're uncomfortable. You're more emotional. That's what I heard anyways. Uh, and uh, there's, you, your body is changing. Therefore, you're more upset about situations. I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word cranky. But... <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, there you go. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and, but there's a lot of stuff going on. And then if you don't have what you want or, or what you need at the time, pregnancy becomes very difficult. Not adding that pregnancy also can be difficult because there's a lot unknown. So the Bible doesn't tell us about this. It just tells us they were far away and they're traveling to their new place, Nazareth. And they're traveling over there and Joseph is in the process getting there and he's trying to find a spot where they can have the baby and they cannot find a hotel, an inn, a house. Frustration. You... Have you ever been in a situation you have been working so hard for something and you've been training, you've been studying and, and then it come the day and nothing works? The frustration. I remember I was in high school and I was doing awful. I was the worst student. I was in the worst part of my life. And, and at one point, I told this story. My grandpa, around Christmas area uh, time, he, my grandpa said, 
um, here come the shame of the family. And I was so angry. I was so upset with him. So my reaction was like, I'm going to prove him how wrong he is. I'm going to show him that, yes, I can finish high school whenever I want. And I can be somebody and I can whatever. I'm going to prove him. So what I did, I went next day and went to school to prove my grandpa or my dad I'm not a fool. And I failed. I study, I study for all my tests, and I got uh, 30%. And I'm like, I'm studying it. Well, the problem is I miss school so much that I even get it. So they kick me out from one high school. I go to another high school. They kick me out from there too. And then I go to another one. Guess what? They kick me out too. So I'm frustrated. And because I, can't, I keep trying, I keep trying, I keep trying, and I keep failing, I keep failing. I don't have the strength anymore to fight this. And this is Joseph, frustrated. Gods and angels, not to, to him, to them, but to other shepherds around to affirm what is going to happen. But Amazement that the light of the world, our hope, our Jesus, come in a manger. And it's strange. It's believing those times uh, that a manger area will be a cave, will be dark. It smells. It's not sanitized. It's not have anything that a mother will need to have a baby. But there is where come our Savior. Joseph experienced rejection. Joseph experience opposition. So Christmas is a time when we focus in Jesus. We're going to hear the next couple Sundays that we want to focus in Jesus. We not want to focus in material stuff. We should put our eyes in Jesus. We want to focus in what he gives us, in love, peace, joy, hope. Because that's is Christmas is all about. And actually, when we think about this, and my whole idea of this sermon series was to focus, it's like thinking, this is our fruit of the Spirit. This is, this is something that when they come in us as soon when we have received Jesus as a Savior in our life. This fruits of the Spirit start to work in us, love, joy, peace. Because nothing of this is based on our circumstances, on, on problems, or what is going on around us. All this joy, love, peace, even strength, is based on a person, Jesus. Jesus. Because we can be going through the biggest challenge of our lives right now and problems but still have peace still have joy still have uh, contentment in our hearts because we know it's not based in what good can happen to us Psalm 23 (coughs) verse uh, 1 to 4 say this you have heard this Bible verse and they say this The Lord is my shepherd. 
I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He, let, he leads me beside peaceful streams. He renew my strength. And he got me along right paths, bring, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect me and comfort me. He renew my strength. You know, December, well, we're still in November, but December-ish is a time of reflection. It's a time we, 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 we reflect. We almost, in the end of the year, New Year is, is coming. We, we think 2023 is going to be way better, way gooder. I'm, I'm testing your English right now. Uh, <laughs> It is going to be awesome, and we have expectations, what I, I want, and we, we think about, I don't know, all the problems that 2022 have given us. With some of those problems were expected. Some of those were unexpected. Some of the challenge of 2022 were very unexpected. And you keep fighting, and you've been fighting, and you keep fighting, and keep fighting, and sometimes you say, God, I don't know if I can continue fighting. I don't have the strength to do it. But Psalm 23 starts like this. The Lord is my shepherd. He guide me. He lead me. And because he's guiding my life, he's going to renew my strength. So my question To you is, who is guiding your life? Who's you guiding your life? Who have guided your life in 2022? And during this Christmas season, what is guiding you? And you can say, well, Jesus. Okay, good. That's the Sunday school answer. Jesus. Yes, you got it right. But if you search deeper in your heart, and if you can be vulnerable to yourself, what is guiding your life? And maybe it's been anger. Maybe it's been frustration. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's been uh, depression. Maybe it's been all this fight that keep coming on and on. And you're like, another 2023, and I don't know if I'm excited again, because I don't know. You have no idea how difficult it's been this year. And we come to church and we sing about his, my strength, and we have a pastor with a nice, amazing accent saying, saying that he was going to renew my strength and he's everything that I need. But you can tell me, I don't feel it. I don't get it. Because you know what? I'm praying and nothing is happening. And this has nothing to do with the lack of faith or lack of, of, of God's presence in your life. It has to do with what is guiding your life. What is guiding your life? Because if you allow God, our shepherd, to lead us, he's going to lead you, lead you to a right path, and he will renew your strength. 
King David experienced this. We read about King David and we think, oh, that, that guy was awesome. He got everything they wanted. But his life was a roller coaster. When you sing about his psalm, sometimes he's good, he's, sometimes he's bad, sometimes he's struggling, but he always comes to say, God, you are my strength. You are what I need. Paul, in the book of Philippians, chapter 4, and we have read this many, many times, but I want to read it again. Paul said this, How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Now that I was ever, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether uh, it, it is with a full stomach, that's my case, or empty. <laughs> I couldn't resist to that one. With plenty or little. For I can do everything, I can, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Even so you have done well to share with me in, in my present difficulty. Paul is a jail. He's telling what he's been through. He's been going through hard times. And, and he said, you know, I'm, maybe I'm on a low budget, but I can live and I can face life because it's God, it's God through me. We have said this before. I can't do it, but he can't. And he can do it through me. That's the most amazing gift as a believer that we have. That Christ Jesus, God, is living in us. Therefore, when I'm feeling weak, when I'm feeling stressed, when I'm feeling that I want to give up. Like I have to say, for me this year has been very difficult. It's not been easy. It's been hard. It's been hard in a personal level. It's been hard in my family. You guys have been fine. It's been difficult to plan, to think, and sometimes I don't know about you, but have you ever feel like you're having a problem? This happened the other day to me. I'm having a hard day. I wake up. I didn't sleep good. I tried to sleep, and I can't, so I'm su I had to get up super early. Then I'm cranky. Coffee's not working. I'm going to start my truck, and I'm going to go start my truck. It's not starting. I'm like, what else? Oh, wait. It's not done yet. I go, okay, something is weird here. And, I, and it's like, oh, I have a flat tire. I go to, uh, to put some air, and they have nothing there. I'm like, what? So I come to the office. I wait. It's getting super flat now. And then I stop by. They help me. And then the day just go awful all day, all day, all day, all day. And I... 
I know what to do. I'm the pastor, my goodness sake. I preach about this. I'm trying to encourage you about this. But the reality is, even knowing in my head what I should do, in my heart, I give up. And I say, God, can you, can you be done? Can, can you be done with all this? And I go about what Paul is saying. Paul is going through a difficult time. And probably when they throw stones at him and he's feeling pain, he's been sick and going through many things, he still, the only reason I can survive to all these challenges in my life is not because I believe in God's promises, it's because he is in me and he's going to strengthen me in every single situation that I'm going through. So church, what do you want for Christmas? Have you been tired this year? Maybe this is not the cheer up sermon for Christmas. But I want to bring down to reality that we as a Christian, we don't have life figured out. And we're like, God bless you. Oh, hallelujah. Look at me. The reality is sometime and most of the time in this year, I'm not about you, but about me, I tell you, I'm done. I'm done. I, many times I found myself saying, Jesus, it will be so much easier if you just come. So tomorrow I don't have to worry about this. And maybe you're thinking, I have to worry about taxes. I have to worry about Christmas. I don't have the money. I have my illness. I don't have the family. My marriage is falling apart. My kids are falling apart. And my, uh, whatever is going on in your life, you're thinking, and then I have to be, go to church and put a smile and pretend that everything is fine. You don't have to pretend. You just have to allow God to work through you. That's it. All I want for Christmas is to have strength, to feel strong, encouraged enough to keep fighting, to fight him for what it really matters. When we get tired, we get frustrated. We make the most silly decisions in our life when we are tired. And you know what is the word? We were just talking about this yesterday in our men's group. We meet every Saturday at 8 in the morning, and it's been awesome. You should join us if you, have, if you wake up early. But you know what is? We were talking about this, and we were saying that the problem with us and that we can feel down we know he's our strength. We know that God can work through us. But we don't want to ask for help. It's too embarrassing. What are people going to say? What are people going to, going to think about me? What if I told them I'm struggling? What if I told them I'm done with my life? What if I told them I, I messed up so bad that I don't know what it will be next? 
What if I told them if they knew my heart, if they knew what I, my sins, nobody will care. They will reject me so bad because you don't know. So therefore, I keep finding it on my own. It's been like that all my life. But the Bible says in Romans 8 and 26, and the Holy Spirit help us when? In our weaknesses. The Holy Spirit help us in our weaknesses. Okay, I'm feeling down. I'm feeling that I don't deserve anything. I'm feeling that, you know, it was so hard to arrive here. I hear some story from you on a Monday, on a Tuesday, and they tell me, oh, I, did, I didn't want to be there. I got anxiety. I got pressure. I just want to get up and leave. But the Holy Spirit help us in our weaknesses. When you're there down and you feel and you are in the most vulnerable part in your life, the Holy Spirit is there to help you. I said this a few weeks ago, and when, the, when we are down, when we are struggling, it's not the most eloquent prayer that we do. Oh, Father, I'm down, and I don't know what to do. Help me, Jesus. Sometimes it's so hard that you don't know how to put it in a word. You just cry. Can you fill my cup? Can you fill my heart? Can you fill me again when your presence? And it feels like you've been running and, 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 and low and the, the light came in, like in your car. You know, I can go another 30 kilometers more. And you know, okay, 10 more. But when it's done, it's done. And you, what, would, what do we do? The Holy Spirit will help us and will remind us. Paul in 2 Corinthians say, he's talking, he said, I have prayed three times that you will take this away from me. That you will help me, you will answer my prayer. And, and Paul said, the only thing I get from you, God, you saying to me, my grace is all you need. Thank God I have grace. And then he said, my power works best. When? In weakness. I wonder why. Why God works best in us and our weakness. And I think the reason why is because we have nothing else to lose. We just give up. I have tried everything on my own. Now I depend on a higher power. I depend on something that I cannot control. I depend in God. When I was a kid, um, before I went wild, <laughs> there was a ministry in my church. Uh, it's called, uh, how can I translate this? The Bicycle Team. 
That's what is the name of the ministry, the bicycle team. And what it was, it was a group of guys that would go in, in, um, in uh, I would call it tour, uh, to one town, to another town, one location, another location, another church, and their bike, and they will stop in between towns, and they will preach. And the tradition was that you will wear uh, a sweater, thick sweater, because when they start this ministry, that's what all can afford. So thick sweater in South America in summer. Yeah. But that's, we all wear it. So I was there, and I was about 10 years old, and we did this big trip. We had to go uh, about um, an hour away from our, from our church. It took us about six hours to get there in our bike, and it was going through mountains up and down uh, and curves everywhere, and it was a long drive. I was 10 years old. And um, so my parents allowed me to go, and I'm on my bike on the highway, and the trucks is just going by you. And I'm, I'm probably like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And I was short, was well, still short, but I was, you know, I was shorter, and I was big bones, you know. And, and I'm, I'm there, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. You know, and at one point coming back, so we were leaving on a Friday morning, we were right Friday night at one point. We have service all day on Saturday. We have service in the Sunday morning, and then we will uh, take our bike back to arrive to our evening service. So we are on a schedule here. And on the way back, my legs start to give up. And I'm going up the mountain, and I'm thinking, few more, and I'm going, and I'm like, sometimes I'm like frustrated, I'm not going to get there, and I step down, I walk, and my legs are shaking, and as I got up, and then we're going down, whoo, that feel good, and then I can see there's coming another one, going up, oh no, oh no. And as going down, I go as fast as you can so you can get more speed and, and going up and go the wind and get, and then at one point, here we go. Here we go and going up and going down. I'm thinking, I wish I knew that life will be like that. Somebody will tell me that I keep fighting and fighting and fighting and sometimes get my down moments and it like, feels so good. And I remember my, all my friends, and I was so embarrassed to, to ask for help in this big trip. Uh, and I heard stories of people saying that God go with us and angels protecting us. And cool. So what I did, I'm, I'm like, okay, God, help me. And I remember as I'm going, taking the bike, and I feel like a, a push. And I'm like, God, is that you? No. It was one guy behind me. He pushed his hand in my back and, and pushed me. 
And I, I laugh, we laugh, and, but he, he did that for several kilometers. And as I was preparing this sermon, I think of this story. You know why it's so hard to feel weak? Because it's so hard to ask for help. To say, um, we do have a prayer request list that you can always have access. And we will pray for you. But sometimes we don't want to say anything because it's too embarrassing. I don't want people to know. Small town. Have you heard that? A small town. But sometimes when praying, it's like somebody pushing you to keep going and keep going. And I'm thinking of Jesus. Jesus carrying the cross. He's been beaten. He's been hurt. He's walking weak. The mighty God. The mighty God is taking his cross for you, for me. At one point he felt. And the book of Matthew tells us that the Roman soldiers, they picked somebody from the crowd. And the guy they picked, his name was Simon from Siren. And he was forced to carry the Jesus cross. So I'm thinking, hmm, I serve a God who understands weakness. I serve a God who understands how hard it is sometimes to keep fighting that you don't have the strength. Yeah. That's my God. They know when I'm struggling. I know when, um, if you have babies, I'm, I'm going to talk to the mothers here. And if you're expecting your first baby, or the first thing people tell you is sleep. Because you won't. So true. I had five. Haven't slept in years. But the worst time is when they get sick. Because you don't know what to do. Rather than you just giving Tylenol. Now they're all sold out everywhere. And it's so frustrating when they cry, they cry, they cry. You don't know what to do. Sometimes my wife and I, we're going through a difficult time with one of my sons. And we've, he's in pain, and we don't know what he's going through. And we have tried everything. So the only thing we do, we cry. Because we don't know what to do. I cried many times when I, I was chairing a, a, a prayer Bible college the other day, and I, and I was telling them, the only thing I, I wanted to do when I was quitting my, my drugs, I didn't have a, a group of friends, I didn't have a church, and I say, I told this to the guy, I remember going to my room, and I was shaking, and I was shaking not because I was cold, 
just shaking there and saying, Jesus, help me. I don't know what to do. I want to be good, but I, I have this desire to give up. It will be so easy to just fall into again and give up. But I want to tell you, church, this morning, don't give up. Don't give up in whatever you're going through, whatever the challenges of your life. A son was given to us to give us strength, to give us love, to give us hope. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Whatever, whatever you're going through, you've been fighting for your marriage. You're fighting with your addiction. You're fighting with your mental health. You're fighting with your friends. You're fighting in works to, to keep fighting for your life. You're like, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I said, don't be done. Don't be done. God is not done with you. He wants to strengthen you. What do you want for Christmas? Oh God, I today I just want you strength, strengthen me. Help me in my weaknesses. So let's pray. And let's apply what Paul says in Romans. And the Holy Spirit help us in our weaknesses. Because when we are weak, He is strong. Father God, Can you help us? God, we don't know how to keep fighting. God, we are tired of our sickness. We're tired of this illness. I keep praying that you will take stuff away. You will help me to be happy. You help me to take away my addictions. You help me in my marriage. And God, can you help me? Can you help us? Can you be with us? God, I'm weak. We are weak. It's been a difficult year and we, we're out of strength. And it seems like from everywhere we keep having pressure and pressure. And there's an ex expectation that we should perform much better and better. And I'm like, this is all I got, God. This is all I got. Can you help us, Jesus? Because there's nothing else we want more than your presence. There's nothing else we want more that you lead us through good grass and, and give us a strength and we can find peace, that we can find joy, that we can find you, Lord Jesus. So again, God, I pray for those who are struggling with depression. I pray for those who are struggling with suicidal thoughts and those who are struggling with addictions. I pray that you, Holy Spirit, come and fill them with your presence and remind them the value they have in you. Jesus, when you were weak and carrying that cross for us, you bring somebody to their life. And I pray for those who are being alone today. I pray that you can, they can find that brother, that sister, that believer in their life that will help them to walk together to figure out what you want in us. We love you, Lord Jesus.
and thank you for Christmas. Thank you because you are with us. Thank you, Jesus. We honor you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.